Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 80 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue working with you guys and talking about personal finance topics that I think can be really useful and really helpful to you in your long-term financial journey. Today, what we're going to talk about is passive income. And passive income is something that I do believe in. So in the fact that I say passive income does not exist, that may be a bit harsh, but passive income does not exist in the way that people talk about it. Passive income does not exist in the way that culture tries to treat it because passive income is hot, right? Everybody wants to, let's make the most passive income we can make. Let's, you know, let's, you know, invest in things and, and just, you know, rake in the cash, rake in the, the income to ourselves. And that is not necessarily how it works. That's not necessarily how things are going to work over the long term if you are trying to create some type of passive income. So does it actually exist? Yes, but it does not exist in the way that the culture talks about it. And we're going to dive in today about how does it exist, how is it real, and how we should be thinking about it as we try to invest in things that can provide us some type of income later on in life. So hey, before we get started, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments as we go along. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify podcast, then please subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those sites. Also, follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. Um, and that's a, that's a good follow and it's very uh, good supplemental materials to each of these videos that I put out uh, daily. Then if you want to create a personal relationship uh, and work one-on-one -on -one in financial coaching with me, then go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the work with Dylan tab and you can pick the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin to build this relationship and help you push towards your long-term financial goals. So imagine this. Imagine if you could earn money by doing nothing. Imagine if you could earn money by just sitting back, relaxing, and letting the cash roll in. Well, guess what? That doesn't exist. That does not happen. That is not real. And that's what most people think when they think of passive income. When they think of passive income, they think, I'm not going to have to do anything. It's going to be easy. I'm just going to let the money roll in and make money over time and it's it's no problem at all i'll just make this passive income over time but that is not at all what passive income is nor is it how it works out in real life in real scenarios what passive income actually is is you make some investment into something right typically when we're talking about passive income we're talking about stocks bonds real estate um, and and things of that nature, right? We're talking about these things that can produce some type of income. So we buy some type of investment, we make some investment, and that investment creates some type of cash flow that can be sent to us. Now, you may say, well, that sounds a lot like I can just sit back and do nothing and make money. Well, and maybe at times it may seem like that, but let me just make this perfectly clear. If you own a stock, right, in order to have purchased the stock, how much work went into that? Or how much work should go into that? Obviously, you should never buy a stock just because it pays a good dividend. That doesn't make any sense. 
you should buy a stock because that particular company is of quality. It is creating cash flow within the company. It can return to shareholders at a good rate. The price is going to go up over time. It is undervalued relative to what its intrinsic value is. That's why you invest in the stock, right? And so you do that work to invest in the stock, but not only that, you have to keep up with that stock over time. Why? Because if a company goes under, a company goes bust, then you lose all of your money, right? You can literally lose all of your money in an individual stock, right? So doing your work to determine what you're invested in and what you want to remain investing, investing in is um, work. It is work that you have to do and you have to continue doing over time. Now, do you have to do it every day? No. Uh, but that is probably the most passive of passives. That and bond investing because bonds pay you interest over time. But again, if you do not um, you know, pick wisely, then you could not get paid. And so getting your income is not quite as passive as it seems. And then the real way, the real um, thing that I, I, I'm really pointing at in this particular video is real estate and rental properties. Everyone thinks that this is just the most passive of passive incomes. This requires the most work of any of the other types of passive income. And how does this require more work? Well, you have to make sure that what you're buying isn't a dud. You have to make sure that you're getting a good deal. You have to make sure that the place is uh, clean and maintained. And you have to make sure that you can keep a renter inside of it uh, and make sure that that renter is paying rent every month. You have to make sure that every time that something breaks for that renter that you go fix it. Uh, you have to be able to take advantage of the fact that when you know a, a renter leaves that you have another one that's going to come in. I mean, there's so many things to the real estate thing, to the real estate investing uh, side of passive income. I understand the idea. I understand that most of the time are you going to be doing a ton of stuff? Maybe not, but there may be times where you feel like you're not doing anything but working on this investment that is providing you income. So the whole point that I'm trying to make is Income does not come passively, right? Income does not come without you doing anything. Income comes when you do something, right? Income comes when you make a choice, when you do the work, right? How do we make our income at a job? We go to the job and we work and we make income, right? We have to work at these different types of investments in order to get the income consistently that we want. Now, is that work worth it in a lot of cases? Sure. And can we call it passive income because this is something that we're not having to go to work for? Then yeah, we can call it passive income. But what I'm tired of and what does not exist is passive income where you do nothing. That's just not real. It's not real that you can just put money in something, never worry about it, and it feeds you. That is not the case. You have to do the work even when it seems like, oh, everything's going really good. Everything's going good until the renter's gone. Everything's going really good until that company that you own stock in uh, is, you know, the stock price is dropping precipitously and so the value of your money's dropping or they're cutting their dividend that you were relying on or the uh, company whose bonds you own stopped paying interest and defaulted on, on that particular bond because they were having cash flow issues. Everything's good until those things happen. But when those things happen, 
you have to realize that you should have been doing the work. And if you're not doing the work, those things are more and more likely to creep into your life. So let me, while I'm sitting here, break down each of these three major types of passive income that you can make and how you should go about doing it. So obviously with stocks, right? They're one of the biggest types of investments that anybody holds. Um, stocks are easy to purchase. They're very liquid, meaning that, that you can buy and sell them and turn them to cash really easily. Um, so stocks are out there. Stocks can be bought and sold easily. So they are a very popular thing. Well, with stocks, right, a lot of people are looking for the increase in price over time. They are looking for the price increase of the stock in order to make their money. Well, this is different from what you are looking for if you're trying to create passive income via a stock. What you are looking for then is a dividend. And unfortunately, a lot of companies don't pay dividends. So a lot of companies that you would love to invest in and you would love to pour cash flow to you from that company because you know that company makes a lot of money, they might not have a dividend at all. For instance, Amazon. Amazon has no dividend. Berkshire Hathaway, which is run by Warren Buffett, and he's a you know he's a hound for the you know cash creating stocks, the cash creating companies that can produce cash flow and redistribute it to investors to him, right? But his company does not pay a dividend, and so there's no cash, no passive income that can be made from a company of that size and stature and, you know, diversification and, and really ability to create cash as a company. But there are good companies that do pay dividends. That is undoubtedly, right? There are really, really good companies that pay dividends. So you can find them, but you just may not be able to invest in the things that you want to invest in and make dividend income off of those. And as we know, dividends are nothing more than just cash that comes from the firm and gets paid to investors and it gets paid out of the earnings of the company. So the company makes money, the company can decide, do I wanna keep this money and reinvest it? Which is what a lot of companies that don't pay dividends, that's, that's their whole argument. They want to just reinvest the money into the company uh, or they can return it to shareholders in the form of dividends. Dividends is one major way that you can return capital to shareholders. Uh, so a lot of them do that, and that would be where our passive income came from. Now, the way to go about doing this effectively in stocks is 100% about the homework. It's 100% about doing your research. It's 100% about making sure that the company that either you hold or that you are going to hold is going to continue to be able to produce income for you. And if it, in fact, is able to do so, then you're in a good, you're in a good place, right? But you also don't want all of your eggs in one basket. You don't just want one company producing income for you. You want to be diversified. You want to work your way into multiple stocks. Cause obviously if something detrimental just happened to one, I mean, God forbid an Enron or a WorldCom situation occurs, then you're sitting with nothing and you thought that you were making good passive income and that everything was cool with that one stock and that stock was of good size and good quality, but you found that it, it really, really wasn't. So all of these things uh, should be taken into account. You should do your proper fundamental analysis. You should know what value uh, you can put on that stock. You shouldn't be buying overvalued things uh, that are not going to increase in price either because that sell of the stock at the end of, of your holding uh, we'll also create cash for you. You will um, hopefully have some gain from that stock over time as well. So 
Um, that is you know, how we need to go about it. We need to do our proper fundamental analysis and know that th these are good companies that are, gonna, that are going to continue to return their capital to shareholders. And you need to make sure that you're on the right side of the right companies. So when it comes to building a stock portfolio to create passive income, we can do that, but it just doesn't need to be set it and forget it. You need to be consistently revisiting, consistently doing the research, consistently making sure that the companies that you are holding, because like I've said before, individual stock ownership is not for everyone, and I don't suggest it for everyone. It, it takes time and it takes work and it takes a little bit of knowledge of uh, investing. It takes a little bit of knowledge of finance to uh, completely understand what you're doing. And if you don't have that, then this can be a place where you get bitten really, really bad. Uh, so I want to make sure we're all in the right place if we decide to create income for ourselves in this way. And then, you know, bonds do the same thing, right? Bonds do this in a very similar way. Um, and you have to make sure that the company is going to remain around uh, to feel good about owning their bond over time. Because what a bond does is it's just a firm's debt and you buy this uh, bond and they pay you interest on this debt and um, that's your cash flow the interest payments the coupon payments uh, that is the cash flow to the investor but you have to make sure that that company is going to be around to pay you uh, over time or you know you won't have that income anymore now this is a little bit you know easier than with stocks because when you own a bond the company has to pay you unless they absolutely can't and they go bankrupt and they can't pay you right they have to pay you as a creditor to the firm but the stockholders do not have to be paid dividends right so a firm can quit at any time paying a dividend and if they do that then there goes your passive income uh, but with bonds they have to pay you this interest so this is a little more straightforward but the thing about bonds is that they are a fixed income investment meaning you are making this fixed interest over time and anything that is fixed is going to get eaten away by inflation so even though you are uh, making this fixed amount of income the uh, fixed amount is getting eaten away by inflation whereas most stocks are going to uh, keep a particular dividend yield in mind and if the value of the company is increasing uh, then what you'll see is the stock increasing the dividend slowly over time uh, hopefully at least keeping up with inflation as it grows so it'll keep keep a certain real value to you every time you're receiving those payments as passive income and then you know rental properties those are those are the big ones and those are the ones that everybody's looking for passive income in right everybody's trying to purchase real estate with other people's money and make um, passive income well you guys know how I feel about purchasing real estate how you should go about investing in real estate you know what I think but I want to go a little further than that and go well, what do I think about this passive idea of real estate I'll just tell you guys this I've seen many people who own rentals that were good rentals right they were good rental properties and the time and the work and the headache sometimes that went into running this particular rental property was so much for them there was nothing in the way that we're using uh, the term culturally there was nothing passive about this income that they were making they were working their tails off to make sure that everything was cool they were working to make sure renters were staying in their property they were working uh, to make sure that the properties that they were purchasing were going to be of value and were going to uh, 
um, you know, stay below a certain budget if they were having to do renovations or flips or whatever it may be. Uh, they were having to do a lot of work on these physical properties in order to determine, you know, can we make this income? Is this income going to come in? And to ensure that, they had to work their tails off. And so um, I just want you to know that this is not something where you can uh, just sit back and relax once you buy a property. No, you have to do the work. And even if you have tenants in there, even if you have renters in the building, guess what? You are still on the hook for anything that goes wrong. And uh, that is, that's on you, right? So you are going to have to pay for repairs. You're going to have to uh, pay when, when things just don't go as planned. And so I, I just want to be clear that even though you can, for sure, right? It's uh, Many, many people do it. They get income from renters all the time, but that doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it is a passive process. It is a process that does require work and it requires you to do all the right things and continue uh, just putting in the work time after time after time, especially if you're growing a real estate portfolio that's going to provide you any kind of um, substantial income over time, then you're really going to have to be putting in the work and the time or hiring somebody out to do that, which is going to be a strain on your income, a strain on your cash flow. Uh, and so that would be a more passive way to go about it. But then you'd have to trust them, make sure they're doing their job. And the income that you were making net is not going to be what it was because you're having to pay somebody else. So let me talk real quick about this. And, and I think uh, we all need to hear this and we all need to know um, that this is a fact, especially young people who you're trying to get different income uh, sources. You're trying to get income from different places. You're trying to make sure that you can maximize the money that you're making. And I understand that. And that's admirable. And I, I totally get it. But let me tell you this. Money over time is way more valuable if it is compounding for you. We've talked about compound interest. We've talked about how compound interest is interest on interest, right? It's not just interest on a principal amount, okay? And when you are owning a stock, right, and you are taking the dividend income off of the stock and not reinvesting that dividend income back into the stock, then what's occurring is you are missing out on returns over time because that's basically free money that they've given you to reinvest. And so if you're just taking that money and consuming it and not continuing to grow that money, uh, then you are missing out on returns over time. So even though you may get income today, that investment is not going to produce for you as much over time as it would have if you were to reinvest. Similar way uh, with bonds, bonds you can you know, take the interest off and, you know, invest them in something else or other bonds or, um, you know, do things like that. You always want to make sure that the money is compounding for you. And then with rental properties, it becomes a little more difficult. You may have to employ like a market index fund or something along with rental properties. So when you get rents from the rental properties, then put them into that to keep it compounding. Or if you're getting enough rents from enough places, then roll it into new properties that you're purchasing and, and um, you know, making sure we're not levering up and, and taking on debt to do the um, real estate investing, as I've talked about previously. And so if you're doing it all in a proper way, you should be compounding your money over time. And young people, this is going to do you so much more good than just taking money off of these investments because you're going to have to purchase the investments anyway to get any kind of adequate income off of them, Right. So you might as well just reinvest the income back into them. Uh, I know that sounds like, well, why am I doing that? The whole point was to get money 
off. Well, you shouldn't be wanting to get money off because over time, that's going to actually leave you with less than keeping the money in and keeping the money churning and keeping the money growing, right? Anytime you take money out, you are taking returns away from yourself because money will compound on itself over time if you do the correct things. And if you are failing to do that, if you're failing to compound your money over time, the amount of returns that you're missing out on is crazy. I know with the S&P 500 over the past 100 years, the average annual return on the S&P 500 has been over 10% per year. If you just took the dividends off and said, I'll take the dividends, I'm not reinvesting them. The return on the S&P 500 just from price has only been a bit over 7%. So you miss out on 3% of returns over time by not reinvesting dividends. Now, yes, did you receive those dividends? Sure, but they didn't add up to what that 3% of returns compounded over time would add up to, not even close. Okay, so if we are going to have this idea of passive income, there needs to be a reason to be needing this income. We don't need to do this just to, you know, have more money to spend or have more money to do in other places. No, if we're going to be investing, the best way to invest is to put the money away, let the income be reinvested back in. And over time, it just grows and grows and grows on itself. Now, if you have a particular reason that you need the income or that you are going to use the income for something or to fund something or purchase something, I get that. So some individuals, what they'll do if they have a, a you know, a big nest egg that or, you know, a big amount of money that they can put into passive income creating investments, uh, they may use that income off of them to pay for things like, um, you know, they may pay for their kid's college with this income. And that is a perfectly good use of those types of money. So, so they may pay for their kid's college uh, with that income. They may pay for a vehicle, a new vehicle with that income, right? They may pay for something uh, that they know they need to save for over time, and they may use that income to do that. Uh, but they may also use it if they are nearing retirement, right? If you're nearing retirement, you want to make sure that you have income sources, Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that your investments have to create income, because obviously every month you could just liquidate a bit of a non income producing investment and continue um, to you know, make your money that way. But if you want your uh, retirement nest egg to produce income and that's how you live, then that makes perfect sense. Right. Because you need the income. But let's say you're working a nine to five job and you're 30 years old and you know you own a rental property or you own. Um, you know, some dividend producing stocks or some interest producing bonds, uh, then you should not be taking the income off of those different investments. You should be taking that income and reinvesting it and keep it churning, keep it moving, keep it turning. Now I say that unless doing the rental thing is your job. Okay. If doing the, the, you know, doing rental real estate, investing in rental real estate is what you do for a living, then yes, take income. But anything above the income that you need to take needs to be turning back into new real estate or, you know, new stocks or bonds or things that are going to continue to grow and compound for you over time. Uh, because without doing that, investing is not effective. Investing is effective most when you are talking about compound interest, not simple interest. So we want to grow our money over time and let it grow interest on interest, income on income, and 
I mean, that, that's just, it's mathematically correct. It's mathematically the way that you are going to have the most money at the end of the day. You know, I think overall, everybody's intentions are more money in your pocket. And there's nothing wrong with that. I get it. We all want to have the most money in our pocket that we can. And we want to do the least that we have to do to get that money in our pocket. The problem, though, is that this is such a hyped up thing. This is so overrated. There's so many... You know, you try to watch a YouTube video and there's ads of people talking about, you know, learn how to make passive income, learn about, you know, real estate, make passive income, passive income. Like they all make it sound like you are going to have to do nothing or very, very little and be able to take home all of this income. And that is just not the case. Anything worth having is going to require work from you. It's going to require you to be a good manager. We've talked before about we are managers of money for God. We are managers of money that we have to do things responsibly and in a way that, you know, is not going to lose our head, first of all, and that second of all, we are doing work to make money. Money does not come without work. That is there's a direct correlation between how much work you do and how much money you make or how much money you have because that is a correlation. That is directly connected with one another. And if you are just trying to make money by doing nothing, you're going to get burned. There's going to be a situation. You're going to get burned. Something's going to happen. And that passive income is going to go away. So I want you to think about passive income in the correct terms. Think about passive income in a way that this is something that can create income for me for a specified purpose, for something that I need income for over time. And I'm going to do the research and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to make sure that this thing continues to produce income for me over time. And, and as it does, then I'm going to feel good about it. And if there's you know sign that it may not, then maybe I'll uh, take that money and invest it in something else. And if I don't need income, if there is no purpose for me to need income other than me wanting to buy more stuff, then I'm not going to take income off of these things. I'm going to allow myself to continue to reinvest my money, continue to compound my money over time. And as I do that, then I will become more and more wealthy because the thing about taking income off of any type of income producing investment is you are eating into the wealth that you would have. Otherwise you are stealing from tomorrow to pay for today. And that's not what we want. That's not the whole idea of investing in the first place. The whole idea of investing in the first place is taking today and putting some of it away for tomorrow. But we don't want to be from our investments, stealing from our tomorrow to fund our today. That, that doesn't even make sense to me. So I want you guys to understand that passive income in the way that we think about it as a culture just does not exist. It does exist and it should exist for specific purposes, but we are not all in need of passive income. Uh, we are in need of income producing assets that we can uh, get that free money from and continue to compound that money into it. Don't get me wrong. I love dividends from stocks. I love interest from bonds. I love rents from real estate that we can continue to just pour right back in and continue to roll into new things. I, you know I like these as investment choices, but we have to be responsible. We can't be thinking of them in a way that, hey, I'm just going to buy this thing and sit on it and it's just going to be the goose that keeps you know laying the golden eggs. That's just not going to happen in most cases. In most cases, you're going to run into a buzzsaw at some point uh, if you are asleep at the wheel with your investments. So it's all cool if you're looking for income producing investments, but do it for the right reasons. 
uh, and make sure that if you do want to take the income off, you have a reason uh, and you pay attention to what you're investing in. So guys, don't forget, go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments if you haven't done so already. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, make sure that you subscribe there and leave me a review. Follow me on social media, all the major social media platforms, at MNO with Dylan. And if you want to work one-on-one with me doing financial coaching sessions, if you want to um, have somebody to help you create a plan, have somebody that you can be accountable to that can help you move your financial life forward step-by-step, then I can definitely help you do that. Uh, Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work with Dylan tab and sign up for the financial coaching session type that I have there that would work best for you. So tune in Monday as we talk about gratitude and the importance of gratitude in being financially successful. Because next week I want to talk a lot about uh, gratitude and thankfulness and and how we can, as Thanksgiving is coming upon us, how we can uh, really realign how we look at money and how we can be uh, gracious and how we can you know, understand that our attitude helps to determine how we view money and how successful we are financially. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.